2: This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Addict Headquarters. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, of course, but... If you are one, it's definitely the place for you. And we have a very exciting lineup for you today, folks. We'll be talking about Hugh Jackman's film career, Be Still My Heart. You'll hear a spirited tape discussion with movie buffs Jazz Shaw and Fausta Rodriguez about Jackman's um, movies up to 2009, and two of our favorite film critics, James Colt Harrison and Diana Sanger are here to talk about Jackman's work from 2009 to the present, including his recent portrayal of the ruthless blackbeard in Pan, which was released just last month. In fact, I see that Diana and James have already arrived. Already called in. They're waiting in the green room, so let's bring them on right now. Ladies first, as usual, as most of you already know, Diana is the founder of Classic Movie Guide and also operates another great website called Review Express, but what you might not know is that she has recently received a number of important honors for her journalist projects. I'm so glad she could be with us today to talk about Hugh Jackman. Congratulations, and welcome back to Movie Attic Headquarters, Diana. Thank you, Betty
3: Jo. This is my favorite radio show of all time.
2: Well, and you are one of my favorite guests of all time. Um, right up there with your colleague, <laughs> James Colt Harrison, I'm proud of both of you diana for your for your recent awards and james because he has decided to post his excellent reviews on facebook now for the for the whole world to see and i'm already hooked on those reviews so james are you ready to talk about hugh jackman today oh i'd rather talk about myself that's much more important Well, we'll schedule that um, another time, a whole hour, to talk about (laughs) James Cold Harrison and his uh, worldwide adventures, because I understand you just got back from Rome recently, am I right?
0: Yes, I did. I had lunch with the Pope, and he sends his best to you, Betty Jo.
2: Oh, I love the Pope. Thank you for remembering me uh, to him. And, you know... um, james i'm I'm really glad that you uh have agreed to share your reactions about Hugh Jackman in his in his latest movie, which we'll be talking about right after we hear the tape conversation about uh Jackman's earlier films and performances and that's a nice segue into uh getting the uh, tape loaded here and getting ready to press the press the right button, which sometimes I have trouble uh doing. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I think Good I've got luck. it. <laughs> I think I've got it. So this is a fun section from our 2009 tribute show with Jazz Shaw, Fausta Rodriguez, and a call-in fan, and all of these people are not shy about sharing their opinions regarding Jackman's films, and I think you'll enjoy this, James and Diana, but I don't want the listeners to uh, to leave us after the tape is through because... James and Diana will be back with us, and uh, we'll be uh, talking about uh, the later uh, Hugh Jackman films. So uh, the tape plays for about 20 minutes, and here it is right now. Now, I'm so happy that Fausta agreed to join us today, because like me, she's an avid Hugh Jackman fan. Am I right, Fausta?
4: Oh, you're right. Definitely right.
2: <laughs> I I knew it, because we we uh, we can't resist talking about Hugh Jackman about every other show. So, mm-hmm. so I knew that you, you would be someone who would really love talking about him. You know, Fausta, when I was doing research for the show, I was surprised to find out that Hugh Jackman has over 30 films and TV shows to his credit. And I'm not sure that um, I even had information about all of his work in... Uh, Australia before he came to the United States but the first time I saw him was as Wolverine of course ooh. yeah ooh in the X-Men movie and I couldn't get enough of him after that so I was wondering what are your favorite Hugh Jackman films
4: Definitely all the Wolverines I mean all the of the X-Men yeah, the ones that that have come out with the X Men, and I'm sure I'm going to like the next one because I just love how he plays that character. Now, I also liked, and this is just by the way. Here's a spoiler. So anybody who's listening, this is a spoiler on the Prestige. Okay, I loved the idea of the Hugh Jackman clones. That was just perfect. You know. It, so I liked The Prestige because they, they cloned Hugh Jackman and that's like everybody's dream if you're a fan. <laughs> I I I wish I had
2: uh, heard that before I saw that movie. It didn't make that much sense to me until <laughs>
4: until I knew what was, you know, what was going they cloned him. You know, and if you think about it, if Tesla had been able to clone Hugh Jackman, and he had never gone out of business. you know Bowie hadn't never gone into music either, but that's another story that would be a different movie
2: right so you liked uh, him in the x men movies and in the prestige
4: yeah any
2: other any other films that you especially enjoyed him in.
4: I also liked him in um, um oh swordfish you did one of yes. his first one of his first uh Movie. That was one of his first Hollywood movies, yes. Actually, and, I think that was like his ba- his big, his first like big name star job. And he was with Halle Berry and John Travolta. Yeah. In In Swordfish, I so like that. Yeah, that
1: was on that was on my list. I I can't say I found Hugh Jackman particularly memorable, but Swordfish was one of my favorite films. Probably yeah. more so for Halle Berry though.
2: <laughs> that's right, yeah. and she did, she did a little bit of nudity, I think, in that. That's right. I that? yeah. like that. Well, well, I I'm did.
1: ashamed of you for assuming that's the reason I would like it. The acting <laughs> was wonderful. The story was fantastic.
2: Stuff it. She even but got extra money. I didn't even <laughs> notice that she was naked. <laughs> i bet you, I'll bet you didn't. Well, do you have any other favorite uh, Hugh Jackman movies, Jazz?
1: Uh, I was going to just jump on the bandwagon with the the X Men uh, because I I did enjoy those films. I was not really aware of them. My wife was the one who got me into being aware of the X Men because she was a fan of the comic books and dragged me to see the films. And I was pleasantly surprised. I really liked them.
2: Yes, he, I think. And Wolverine
1: was a great character. Yes.
2: I think so too. That that of course is definitely on my my list of uh favorites. And um we already have a, a caller, so I think let's let's just go ahead. Uh, Diane has been waiting on the phone since before the the show started. So so
1: patiently.
2: I know so patiently. So let's let's bring her in. Hello Diane. Thank you for calling Movie Attic Headquarters. Do you have a favorite Hugh Jackman
5: movie? Uh, yes, I do. In fact, I, I had watched The Prestige and uh Kate and Leopold before, but I wouldn't say I was really a fan of Hugh Jackman until Australia. And so I'd have to mm-hmm. say that's my favorite uh, Hugh Jackman movie is Australia.
2: That's, that's an that. interesting one. Um, I, I thought that he was wonderful in Australia. I think the film had some problems with it, Diane,
5: but... I I don't know why why do you think that the reviewers were not very kind to that film? I mean, do you think it was just because of the length or
1: Well, the review I, I wrote of Australia was pretty much along those lines that it wasn't huge acting, it wasn't the acting. It was the editing, it was the cutting. The the film ran far too long and there were some very confusing back and forth cuts in it. I, I thought it had more technical problems than it did have uh, storyline or acting problems.
2: But it also had that slow-motion shower by Hugh Jackman's
4: character. <laughs> that, Let me well, tell yeah. you one thing.
1: That, that still my heart. Yeah, that,
4: that, that really was a big selling point in that movie. Any Hugh Jackman fan should watch that movie, if only because of that. Yes. And, uh, and you
1: guys were yelling at me about Halle Berry. Oh, come <laughs> on now. Where's the fairness?
5: No, Australia have a-
1: reminded me very much of Brokeback Mountain. They both suffered, f- they were both great films, had the potential to be great films, and suffered from the same problems. They were just too long, too much with the cinematics, the establishing shots. They went on forever. Brokeback Mountain could have been 40 minutes shorter. Australia probably, you could have cut almost an hour out of that.
2: Well, I think you have uh, uh, some good points there, Jazz. And um, but uh, Diane, I w- I didn't give uh, Australia, you know, five stars or anything. But I did, uh, I'm, I'm very, uh, oh, biased. I think when it comes to any movie with with Hugh Jackman or practically any movie with Hugh Jackman, and I thought his performance in that in that movie was the highlight. I thought he gave that character Drover, uh, sort of a tough. A sarcastic veneer but underneath there was vulnerability and um i thought he was very romantic with nicole kidman's character but i think the story did try to tell so very very much that um it, it just got it just went on a little bit too long and we wanted we kind of were looking at our watches you know by the time it ends but evidently diane you thought that was that was uh, an excellent movie what did you like about it besides hugh jackman
5: um, well, I liked the uh, scenery, the cinematography, and uh, I did like the story. Uh, you know, um, and I guess I didn't get wasn't didn't think it was overly long, but maybe modern movie audiences don't like because you know, Gone with the Wind, who they always say is one of the greatest movies, and uh, that was what over three hours long, wasn't it?
2: Right, right. Oh, yeah. And and
5: uh, I think what
2: Baz Luhrmann, the director, was trying to do was to make a movie that would compare with uh, Gone with the Wind. I love the way he, he he gave a homage to The Wizard of Oz, one of my favorite yes. films. I mm-hmm. thought that was very very well done. And, and I, uh, I hate it, to
1: detract from you know Foster's fascination with the shower scene, but to take some of his <laughs> skills. Uh, into account, I don't know how many people are aware. Did any of you happen to catch the animated uh, feature in the theater, Flushed Away? Because he actually did the voice of Roddy, one of the uh, one, of, mm-hmm. one of the rats in the movie Flushed Away, which was a great cartoon. It was a great film. My wife and I loved it.
2: Oh yes, he's done some voices in the in animated movies. He did do uh, also the voice of Memphis in Happy Feet. You know the the dad that was sort of an Elvis wannabe. Oh so, right oh, right yeah. Yeah, so he's kind of in in demand for uh, even for animated uh, animated movies. Yeah, very but,
1: good with his voiceover work.
2: Right. Well, uh Diane, we're just so delighted that you called. Is there anything else that you would like to mention? Uh, are you on the phone also to listen to the phone uh, to the show or are you
5: connected online? Um I'm online but can I listen to it online or just on the phone? I mean, I've got well,
2: you can uh, you can listen both ways. Uh, Jazz,
5: would you explain how that works? <laughs> I just I want to ask say one comment. The only thing with that movie not being a, a success at the box office, I wonder would you think that will limit uh Hugh Jackman's chances to get other romantic leads?
2: I hope not. <laughs> I I don't think so. I think he was he was so good in that movie that And and he's such a well-established star now. Engaging
1: by the reaction of most of, particularly the female fans, not casting any stones at Foster here or anything. I don't think he's (laughs) going to have any trouble landing female uh, romantic or leads uh, in romantic films with females in the near future. Uh, Diane, if you decide to just stay on hold, you can listen to the show over the phone if you wish, or. Uh, if you want to go ahead and hang up, then you can just go to the show's webpage and jump into the chat. And as long as you have speakers hooked up, you can listen to it live online there. Okay, sounds good. Thanks for
2: great. Bye and now. thank you again for calling. And uh, we'll we'll hope to see more of you, Jackman, in the future, right? Absolutely, and also I think he's a great guy, not just a great actor. I think you're right about that too. Well, yeah. well, bye now, and, and um, we'll uh, hope you you call back again on another show. And take care, Diane. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, is there? Um, I I have some different favorite uh, Hugh Jackman films, and one of them is Kate and Leopold. I thought that that Hugh Jackman was just Outstanding in that, and uh, as that elegant duke who oh, lived yes. back in the, you know, a bachelor, a charming bachelor of the late 1800s. And I know this was one of those fantasy type movies where the love story, the lovers actually lived in two different time periods. And so it's, of course, it's far fetched. But I thought he was he was just great in that role.
1: I enjoyed the film immensely, and I loved the time travel kind of to the whole time travel thing. Uh, you know, I I am embarrassed to say I when I watched it when it first came out I didn't even realize it was Hugh Jackman uh, because I just wasn't that familiar. But uh, yeah, it was a great film, uh, very enjoyable. I mean, not one of the classics, but a, a really enjoyable little movie.
2: I know, and he he really um, hadn't done too much on the screen before Kate and Leopold, and I liked uh, the directors. Quote uh, why he wanted Jackman for the for the role, and this is what he said. I just love this. Hugh Jackman just has the essence of great movie stars of the past. There are times that you can see Errol Flynn or Cary Grant in him, and I think that's that's really true. He does remind you of the uh, the great movie stars of of the past. So what did you, did you like Kate and Leopold, Fausta?
4: I like Kate and Leopold. But the only thing that I don't like about Kate and Leopold and Australia were his um, his co-stars. I wasn't particularly crazy about Nicole Kidman in Australia, and I wish they didn't have Meg Ryan in Kate and Leopold. I would have put the girl from The Matrix, Carrie Ann Moss, in that oh, part instead.
2: That's an interesting idea.
4: But I think he definitely has the old star the old style movie star glamour because if you guys remember when he gets when he's in Australia you know and he's in the outback, he's dirty, he's grimy, he's everything else. And then he goes to the ball and he shows up in a classic white smoking jacket and let me tell you, how well named was that jacket. So um it really was a really a big star. Oh, I'm blushing
1: over here. <laughs>
4: Traditional movie star part, you know, that we used to have, which which you don't find anymore, you know, particularly now since most actors are just kind of blah looking.
2: Well, I have to agree with you. There were some great shots of Hugh Jackman in Australia and uh i i just think that that he could hold his own with with any of those uh, old movie stars from from the past but you know the most memorable performance that um i think Hugh Jackman has ever given is in the movie that we've talked with talked about a couple of times before on this show and that's um in the movie The Fountain he was fiercely brilliant in that movie and he had to play three Three different parts he was a research scientist trying to find a cure for his wife, who was played by Rachel Weiss, who's dying from cancer. He played Tomas, a Spanish conquistador sent by Queen Isabella to the jungles to find the tree of life, and then finally he played an astronaut floating in a bubble with the tree of life and and his memories of uh of his wife there in the you know in the in the bubble. And I cannot believe how emotional he was and how that emotion came apart. When he showed the love and despair that he was witnessing, it, I, I'm still thinking about certain scenes and wondering how he was able to do them with, with such depth of feeling. Did you see the fountain, Fausta?
4: Yes, and I think he saved that movie. Because I, the the three different threads in the fountain are so confusing that at one particular point it's like you you can't figure out if they're talking Buddha or 2001 Space Odyssey. So he really did ground the movie in a way that you could you could relate to his to his feeling for for this woman and. For what they had been and that kind of thing and it made sense because of him.
2: That's right. And uh it did have a lot of uh symbolism, spirituality, uh matters of life and death. It was it was a very complicated film to follow, but it had such gorgeous images and then this just tremendously brilliant performance by Hugh Jackman. I think you're right he did hold it uh hold it together. Did you happen to see the Fountain Jazz?
1: Uh, no, I actually avoided that one just because I saw several reviews, I'm sorry to say, which really panned the film, and they spoke strongly to what Foster was talking about, uh, about a rather disjointed plot, and it it didn't seem to gel and come together. Uh, now you make, you've made me think perhaps I should go ahead and put it on my Netflix list and watch it, but I, I didn't catch it, no.
2: I think you should put it on your Netflix and uh, take a look at it, and, and now that you know something about uh, about the story. I think some of the people or the <laughs> lack of story. But now that you know what it was trying to do, I think I think you should take a look at it and um uh, I, I think you'll you'll really, really like it. The other favorite I have of uh Hugh Jackman's performances was in the movie Deception, which was also panned by critics. I may be one of the few critics who gave this movie a uh, positive review, but we we just don't get a chance to see Hugh Jackman as a villain. Uh, but in this, he was a terrific Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde type character, and he really got into the into the role.
1: It was he, a good film. I, I gave that one a good review also, and, and I thought he did a good job in it. Yes,
2: and I think that uh, I he's just one of these kind of actors that can can do anything the romantic lead he can play the villain we see here he can do the action he can do uh he can sing and dance which we'll talk about a little bit a little bit later but uh, maybe we should check and see are there any comments uh, about favorite Hugh Jackman uh, performances or movies from the chat Jazz?
1: uh That's most of them in. have already been mentioned here as a matter of fact it's kind of a limited repertoire and it seems to be the uh the same favorites going on, and not surprisingly, I think I'm in the minority because there are more women commenting about uh, Jackman's uh, <clears throat> physical talents. Uh,
4: <laughs>
2: I wonder why. Imagine that. <laughs> but we're pretty much on the same wavelength. about. Now this his. is
1: so unfair because do you realize, and I'm going to say this for both of your benefit, if I came on this show as your co-host, Betty Joe, and I did some long diatribe, about how wonderful Phoebe Cates was for her slow-motion departure from the pool in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, I would be decried as every kind of sexist in the world. But for some reason, when it's Hugh Jackman, it's perfectly okay.
2: Well, I told you we have a double standard on this show, don't well, we? Well, there you go. <laughs> I have to live with that. But, but what is it that, that makes uh, Hugh Jackman so, so popular? Uh, of course, we know he is just uh, almost unbearably handsome, but
4: what else, Fausta? I have thought about this because this is a guy who comes across as a regular guy even when he's playing – Completely extraordinary characters. I mean, Wolverine is a guy that you understand, even when he's got razors coming out of his knuckles. And <laughs> you have the character in the fountain that he's—you're—you're he, you're, you're watching him, and he's not playing Hugh Jackman playing a role. It's, you're playing a human being who's reaching out to you in the way that he plays these parts. And I think, at least the way I see it, that's what makes it, what makes him such an effective actor.
2: Because, well, I mean,
4: there are a lot of good-looking men out there who have been actors who are nowhere near as as, as convincing.
2: Right. Did we lose you, Fausta? I'm still here, you're still there, right, well, good, yeah, I think what you said is is perfectly true, but I also think it's his uh versatility, as I mentioned before he can he can do just about any kind of part and and he's believable, and you know that I'm probably the world's most avid movie musical fan, so I like him and. And he's popular with me, partly because of his ability to belt out a song. The first time I heard him sing was in a spoof of Phantom of the Opera on Saturday Night Live. And I was absolutely bowled over with that voice. I didn't know at that time, you know, because I had seen X-Men and Kate and Leopold, but I hadn't ever heard him sing. And then I watched him in Oklahoma on PBS.
4: Oh yes, and that was so knew, good. Oh,
2: I know and I knew he was going to be a great musical star as he proved by winning a Tony for The Boy from Oz. And then, oh, this was a real treat. He just wowed everyone when he danced with the Rockettes on the Tony Awards show. And I think that he won an Emmy for the for for his work hosting that particular show. So he's he's kind of a throwback to Gene Kelly, you know, who could do everything, the comedy, the action, the the singing, the dancing, the villain. Uh he's he's just he's just got it all.
1: Well, speaking of some of those older films, you will
2: Yes, indeed, folks. Hugh Jackman has got it all. And we're back live, and I wanted to mention that uh, Mr. Jackman has made a lot of films (laughs) since our last show about him. Here's the list that I found on Internet Movie Database. Snowflower and the Secret Fan, Butter, Real Steel, Rise of the Guardians, Les Miserables, The Wolverine, Prisoners, Movie 43, X-Men, Days of Future Past, Chappie, me and Earl and the Dying Girl and Pan. And fortunately, we have James and Diana here to, uh, to share their reactions about uh, these movies that uh, Hugh Jackman has made since 2009. James, let's start with you. Um, I know that you have seen Pan because I read your great review over on Facebook. Um, what uh, would you share with the listeners? What you thought about uh, uh, Hugh in that particular movie, and and then we'll we'll uh, bring Diana in and we'll start talking about the the best of the bunch out of those uh, out of that list of movies. So you're on, James.
0: The entire movie. Hi, James.
2: James, excuse me. <laughs> I did, Hello. I, did, I had you unmuted, and now I missed the first part of that sentence, and so did the listeners. So, so just pretend you didn't start answering that question. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'll, I'll <laughs> rewind. Right there, there you go. Blah 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 blah. Now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are we are we okay now?
2: We're okay right. Okay now.
0: When, when I saw Pan with Hugh Jackman. I went through the entire movie not knowing that Hugh Jackman was even in it. I did not recognize him at all. I didn't know who he was playing because I didn't know he was in it. And then at the end, it said Hugh Jackman, and I turned to my friend and I said, who is Hugh Jackman in this
5: movie?
0: (laughs) It turned out he was what, Blackbeard or somebody, but... His makeup was so intense and uh and he did a good job because I didn't know who he was so he was completely immersed in the role. However, the movie <laughs> itself was a complete mess and it's proven because it's been a giant flop at the box office and the and the studio lost about a uh, couple hundred million cuz it cost oh a lot my. of money to make it. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, Poor, I'm Hugh. so
2: sorry.
0: Sorry yeah, to hear that, but, you.
2: but yeah. you're—I uh, was uh, not quite there with uh, you know. I do—I did know that that was that was Hugh Jackman, and uh, it's not. I, I did enjoy the movie. I didn't think it was a, a complete mess, but you know, it's not easy for <laughs> a Hugh Jackman fan like me uh, to accept him as the ugly and villainous <laughs> Blackbeard. No, that's that was it, that's that was it. Yeah. Tough. That was tough going. Now he did put a lot of energy into the role, but the thing that I kept thinking about was how how was he able to keep from laughing at himself in those outrageous costumes and makeup and and hair, hairstyles. I I really you know didn't know how he could even be serious in the role, but he but he was. And the more I looked at. Um, uh Garrett Hedlund, and this you mentioned in your in your review review how uh, how he did such a good job playing uh Hook, the younger you know, the guy that became Captain Hook. And yeah. he had sort of a role that was like the Han Solo sort of anti hero role and that's that's the type of role that I like to see Jackman in. So so I was kind of confused and I I think that you're you're saying uh, that Diana was probably lucky that she didn't see Pan is that is that what you're getting at? <laughs> I think anybody who didn't see it is lucky. Oh, <laughs> please dear listeners, uh, you know, we we are not as critics. We are right some of the time and some of the time we are wrong. <laughs> So you just have to use your own judgment on these things. If you're a Hugh Jackman fan, though, you might enjoy uh, Pan because it is a very different type of role for him. Diana, um, since we talked last, have you seen Pan or uh, have you missed that when you've just kind of crossed it off your list?
3: Oh, my list is so long right now that I'm crossing many off daily. <laughs> since we're I entering know. into Academy time.
5: <laughs> I know. But if, I don't I know
3: in that. I would make yeah. sure, so if I get the DVD, I'll certainly watch it.
2: Yes, well, um, our listeners may not know that this is quite a busy time for film critics. We uh, we have our awards that we give out for uh, Best Picture and Acting and Cinematography and all that, and so uh, not only do we try to see the films that are showing currently showing, but uh, we also get screeners from the studios, and uh, I think... One pack came in a few days ago that had about 25 screeners <laughs> in it. Right, yes. Yeah. Which, was, which was the Mag- Magnolia and some good stuff in it. And so our eyes are kind of bugging out when <laughs> we're trying to watch so many things. But uh, now from that list, Diana, of films that Hugh Jackman has made since uh, 2009, uh, which ones do you think are the best of the bunch?
3: Well, I didn't... i've been so running um i didn't quite realize that it was from 2009 so i wrote some down and i'm not sure if they're in that group or before or after i'm not sure (laughs) that's all right (laughs) i will i will (laughs) keep you on the straight and narrow okay um i loved les mis so far that's my favorite of his i think he just did an incredible job in that and it touched me so much, I actually sang his song at an event two weeks ago, Bring Him Home.
2: Oh, so, beautiful um, song.
3: Yes, and um, I liked Prestige. I thought that was a really good movie. I know it didn't get that good of raves, but I really thought it was great. Which which one was that? Prestige, about the magic.
2: Oh, the Prestige, right. Yeah. The one that uh, Fausta mentioned earlier,
3: okay, yeah. the
2: Prestige and Les Mis.
3: I liked him in um, Prisoners. I, I wasn't that crazy about the film because of the, I thought, extreme violence that it had in it. But he did a good job, of course, as a concerned father, and um, which he truly is a concerned father.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah.
3: We hear so many good things about him from everyone. Um, matter of fact, I just interviewed a director, Justin Waldman, uh, who is in San Diego directing a play at the Old Globe. And before my interview, I realized he was co-director of Hugh and Houdini. So at the end of my interview, I had to ask, you know, what did he thought about Hugh? And he said, oh, the kindest, most nicest, sweetest man I've ever met in my life. There's nothing he can't do. So. <laughs> I love that director. <laughs> <No>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's just um, the way I envision you, Jackman. And you know, we just saw him in um me and Earl and The Dying Girl. The dying Girl mm-hmm. and but that was such a short part that
0: yeah.
3: it it didn't have much um much thing going for it. Um, someone like you, that might have been the years before you'd mentioned mm-hmm. with um Ashley Judd. I really like that because I thought they had great chemistry together. And he can do that. He can just have the greatest chemistry with anybody, you know, males in Wolverine or romances just or, it. you know, um, just just wonderful. And um, I do have to say I'm a little prejudiced. I mean, if you hear all these wonderful stories about someone, you actually interviewed him twice, and two times he came into the room to sing only to you, I'm a little prejudiced.
5: <laughs> oh, <laughs>
2: I guess so. T- t- yes, tell he's us sang, about
3: uh, that. He sang Thank Oklahoma you. the one time, and the second time he came in singing uh, Phantom of the Opera, and it's like, and I just melted. <laughs> well, of Wolverine, course. Um, he's great in Wolverine. I'm kind of tired of Wolverine and X-Men. I think I think it's the last one already happened, or it's coming. I think. So maybe he's tired mm. of those two. I'm not sure, but I was. Did you notice when you were looking, Betty Joe, about the films coming out in 2017?
2: Yes, I did. hmm
3: wow. And there's an the untitled- greatest show on earth, and um, he's going to play the Apostle Paul. That's going to be interesting. So. Yeah. Well, the greatest show on uh, the greatest
2: showman, showman on earth. Uh, well, is this, is a uh, musical with singing and dancing array <laughs> where he plays P.T. Barnum, and I'm just, you know, I'm just really, really excited about that. And that's supposed yeah. to be here in 2017. So, yes, and then since you're mentioning the uh, ones that are coming up, Bro- um, Broadway 4D is listed on right. the Internet Movie Database, which right. has him playing Curly. Now, it looks like that's just going to be a a, a group of uh, uh, little excerpts from Broadway musicals. And so that one would be Oklahoma. Christina Aguilera is doing Evita. Leah Salonga uh-huh. is doing something from probably Miss Sa- Saigon. And uh-huh. it says 2015, but I haven't seen it, you know, uh, any date when it's being being released. So those I haven't are, heard of that, but it sounds wonderful. Yeah, so those are two musicals that, we can be looking, you know. They're making me uh, happy. There's a film, Eddie and the Eagle, with Christopher Walken about Olympic uh, ski jumping, and uh, so he's he's keeping keeping busy. But I'm just happy that he's doing the uh, that he's finally going to do some some musicals. So I'm glad Game you brought
3: musicals.
5: that. Yeah, let me. <laughs> we that love question. that.
3: I have to tell you another good story, When when that um, Fausta mentioned um, Kate and Leopold. So I interviewed him for that, and I don't know if you remember, but there's a scene in that movie where he goes up on the balcony for his wife's anniversary and lights the whole top of this New York balcony up, and there's flowers in every room on the walls, on the floors. Do you remember that scene? Oh yes. Oh yes. That was well, so great. He told us that he made them do that because he had done exactly that for his wife for their anniversary. And he said <clears throat> and, and you know they they ate dinner out there at the little table with the lights on and he said and I just said, "Okay, you got to put this in the movie." So they did. <laughs> That is that
2: is great. Now, again, that's just, just how I envision him. And we yeah. we have uh, Nancy Lombardo, a host of Comedy Concepts here on uh, Blog Talk Radio, who's in the chat, and she mentioned that she has, I'm jealous of her, too, just like I'm jealous of, of you, Diana, because Nancy <laughs> says she saw uh, uh, Hugh Jackman on Broadway, and uh, she says that he reminds her of Robert Preston, so oh. I, she must be thinking about mu- *Music Man*. Well, he would make a good uh, *Music Man*. I mean, that one—if yeah. they ever remake—if they ever remake, remake that—he uh, would be good in that. Well, you have a great list, and—and and, uh, this is—we've known each other for years, and you have—this is the first time you told me that you've actually uh, seen Hugh Jackman in person and interviewed him, and he sang to you. Yes. <laughs> I, I hate you, Diana. That. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> well, you knew I would you knew what my reaction would be, but well James, what about you from that uh, list of uh, 2009? Of course you're you certainly uh, uh you you certainly can mention other other movies. Maybe we're being a little too restrictive here. But um, well, of the no, later movies no. were there yeah. some that you
0: think were were the were the best of the bunch? Well, I think the best of the bunch is Les Mis. Uh, I really, really like. And again, that was a movie where I did not recognize him in the first scenes where his hair was all bald and he was all dirty and scrushy and he looked horrible. And I, I didn't know it was Hugh Jackman. And then <laughs> then I figured it out. It was Hugh Jackman. But that was the role he was playing. And by the way, I'm not picking on him for a pan, the movie no. was lousy. He was very good at his part as Blackbeard. <clears throat> and because because obviously obviously you're off the blacklist, okay. I, I'm off the blacklist, yes, good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is a typical Australian. I've been to Australia, I don't know, about ten times. And the Australians are like that. They're all really nice people. They're lovely Uh Friendly, you know, you you don't even have to know them and they'll talk to you and they're really nice. And I understand Hugh Jackman is the same. So he's a typical Australian. They're wonderful people. So you you must go to Australia. And I'm not getting paid for this either. No, you you don't belong to their chamber of commerce, No, commerce not or, at all, or
2: any or no. anything.
0: No. Well, so but, you so Rob is your is your pick. Well, cut. yeah. Well, well i li- I liked him and all his musical uh, numbers that he's done on television and everything. He's just a wonderful performer an all around performer and there are very few of those today, so Hugh Jackman rates very high on my list as far as being an entertainer. He's kind of um, like a modern day Mickey Rooney who could do anything mickey Rooney
2: or or gene Kelly.
0: yeah yes. you're
2: right he he can do he can do just
0: he about can do anything. Well, I, yeah.
2: I know. I'm. I am glad that both of you brought up uh, Les Misérables because I I feel kind of like I'm betraying Hugh Jackman by not (laughs) picking that as (laughs) as one of my one of my best of his later movies. I did I did enjoy the movie very much because it was musical and that that music. Well it wasn't the singing dancing musical let's face it which is the kind no. that I like. That's why no. I'm looking forward so much to this The Greatest Showman on our, on earth. But uh the the whole uh musical score is just I mean it is just so remarkable and you could just listen to it you know forever but i didn't um and i think Hugh Jackman was was good in it but i don't think that he was old enough to play Jean Valjean i mean it just didn't sit sit right with me so mm. although i was very happy to, that he got an oscar nomination you know i was thrilled about that i uh i just it isn't one of my favorite uh, Hugh Jackman movies and uh, Diana, you did mention one that uh that I really was surprised that I that I liked because uh it's not the kind of role that I usually uh, want to see Hugh Jackman in. You mentioned Prisoners, mm-hmm. and that one is I think one one of the one of the best. It just to me that I think about that movie so so much. It was just. It was a, um, a chilling thriller, and it just shows how uh, vigilante vengeance can can go wrong. And here we Absolutely. have Jackman. I mean, he was just. Uh, w- he played this enraged father, as you mentioned, and in those scenes where he kidnaps uh, the kid that he thinks is guilty, uh, mm-hmm. you know, who was taken yeah Paul Dano and tortures him. I mean he was Jackman is so scary in this film that <laughs> yeah. I read that even his own wife had negative reactions about him <laughs> during the screening that she attended, and I thought, oh. wow yeah her yeah Jackman was totally convincing in that yeah. in in that yeah. role almost too convincing, and then that movie. Had such a wonderful performance by Jake Gyllenhaal as the detective working on the case, right? right. Yes. And I just thought about it so much. But as you said, Diana, it might be too brutal for some viewers. But it's really one of the best movies, and it's one that you really can't can't forget. And one that you didn't mention, I'm kind of surprised at because I thought this was uh, Entertainment Plus. And this was real steel, did either one of you see real steel? I did I did, and that was with the I little thought, boy right yeah, where he's yeah. he's this uh he finds out that he's got an eleven uh, year old son he didn't even know he had a son until the boy shows up at his doorstep after the mother dies, and he's just got he just doesn't know how to handle what to do with the boy he's he's single and he's a this is in the future i'm i'm telling a little bit about the movie because if uh, any listeners haven't seen it i really highly highly recommend it but uh jackman plays this struggling boxing promoter this is in the future and uh he's got many character flaws including a willingness to sell his 11-year-old son <laughs> and you still you still like him now what kind, you know not many actors <laughs> Many actors could pull that off, and he has to show such a wide range of emotions as a father who didn't doesn't know what he doesn't have a clue, and it's really a very sentimental uh, movie, uh, father son, and how they how they get together, and then you've got these these excellent boxing matches. It's in in the future, it's these giant robots that fight each other, and right. some of those. Some of those fight scenes were just absolutely spectacular, and I don't think uh, any Jackman fan should miss uh, this one. I think it, I think it's really great. It's interesting that that movie was released in 2013, and so was Prisoners. The, 2000, 2013 was a good year for Hugh Jackman. And then the other one that I like, that I think is, is really an excellent film that he did, and he's great in it, I do love him as Wolverine. Because that, as I mentioned in uh the discussion with Faust and Jazz that's the first time I saw him and I've just been such a fan ever since but the Wolverine was uh, he was quite a different uh, Wolverine in this movie he's a different creature than we'd been than we'd seen before and Jackman's animal magnetism was muted in this because of the loneliness and suffering his character is going through, well, you know all his fellow mutants are gone, and uh, so he's but he's still he's still around, so he's definitely down in the dumps. And uh, Jackman really convinced me that he was. In fact, he even looks looks like a raggy caveman in the early scenes, but I was so glad he cleaned up nicely
5: later on in the film. <laughs>
3: The good Yeah, news he was is, so down in the dumps. He made me be down in the dumps watching that. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people
2: were, but he, but he looked when he shaped up. That that Wolverine looked more visceral and physical than than he ever looked in a movie. The best physique ever, and then I love the action scenes in Japan, especially atop a, a bullet train they were so so exciting. So, I think this is one of, one of the best Wolverine outings in my book. But now I know Diana, you're a little bit tired of the the Wolverine. Would you still like to see Wolverine the musical?
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would. I think that would be great. I think I'd rather see the Circus musical. <laughs>
2: I would love to see that too, but uh, but there, there's an untitled Wolverine sequel listed as an upcoming movie uh, in the uh, internet movie database list. So I don't. I'm sure that probably isn't a isn't a musical. But uh, <laughs> well, why did, I doubt yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You, you know,
5: know. we
2: uh, we had a uh, discussion with Fausta and Jazz about why Hugh Jackman is such a popular movie actor and. Uh, but I wanted to get your reactions to that, too. How about how about you, James? Why do you think he is such a popular star?
0: Well, I think uh, actually you said it all, because he is catnip to the ladies. He's, you know, so good-looking. He's uh, physically uh, a knockout, and I hate him because he's got such a terrific build. And he has a great personality. He's uh I think despite some of the maybe mean parts that he's played, he still has that native, uh, oh, the good, the good guy uh, thing about him. He's really a nice person, and everybody seems to like him. No, I haven't heard a bad word about him and about working with him. He seems to be just a prince on the set. So uh, I think that comes across on the screen. Oh, yes,
2: and I think that uh, he definitely has a lot of people that want to work work with him because he is so is so nice, and that counts for a lot in Hollywood.
3: How about you, yeah. Diana? Uh, do you agree with uh, James on that? Oh, yeah. To me, he's Jack Lemmon, the everyman. That was Jack <laughs> Lemmon's by name. He could play anything, anywhere, anytime, anyhow, with anyone. Yes.
5: Truth. And it's well,
3: absolutely true. And well and continue to be, you know, like you said, a nice person that everybody just would dream to work with him. So
0: it didn't go to his head that he became a big movie star. Not right. at all. He's just a normal person, a normal guy. And that's what makes people like him so much. I think you're right
2: about that. I agree with with both both of you. Do you think he ever will win an Oscar,
3: Diana? You know, the Oscar whole regime thing has changed so much, it's hard to tell. <laughs> you never know, you know, are they doing five films or ten films and who's voting on them? And I think it's it's a lot more political now than it used to be, unfortunately. Um, so, who knows? I think it depends
0: on whether he gets a really good part. That You know, that's the key to it all. He has to have a good part and uh, I think in the future he has to select his films carefully and not just be in Wolverine-type movies, but maybe some more dramatic types. I prefer the song and dance man, Hugh Jackman, myself, but uh, we'll look forward to his musicals in the future. But I think he needs a, a good dramatic part to win an Oscar.
4: Yes, maybe when he for, maybe
2: when he gets older um, and has a lot of times those Oscars are given out not just necessarily for for the 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 movie that they say they're giving it out for but for you know a body of a body of work so if that's the case I think he's well on his way proving his uh, versatility and his staying power so I do uh, predict that he will win an Oscar and maybe not just one. And uh, I'm just hoping that he wins it for a musical. I hope he wins it for the greatest showman on earth. And I hope that that <laughs> that, sh- that show comes in on 2017, and they don't keep putting it putting it off and and putting it off. What so far? Now this this is wide open. This is from all of his performances, not just the movies. You know, after 2009. What do you think is Hugh Jackman's uh, best ever? Uh, performance in a film Diana
3: Well I think I said it earlier I think it was in Les Mis Because like Jim I didn't quite recognize him At first in the film But you know Once he started talking And you could kind of hear his voice I went oh my goodness That's Hugh Jackman And I, I try not to know As much about a film As I as I can before I go in So I was knew nothing About who was doing what And so it was just Astonishing to me But the um, you know the part where he goes into the church and he's kind of mentored by the the pastor or the priest there and then attaching himself to this other man's life it was just very heartfelt I I think I wished he would have won the Oscar for that that would Absolutely. have been great I would
0: have been I, I, yeah. go ahead Jane I I, I I agree with Diana I think he should have won the Oscar for Les Mis I think that was his best acting that I can remember. Plus uh prisoners too is also on the top of my list for his acting. So he was wonderful in both pictures, but I do think he should have won for Les Mes.
2: Well, I I was rooting for him but I, I would have been very, very surprised if he if he did. Um uh, my I think he gave his very best performance in a film that hardly anybody that anybody else has seen and that's the movie that I talked about uh, with Fausta and and with uh, Jazz, and it's The not Fountain. Not The
3: Fountain. <laughs> the Fountain.
2: I do. I know. I hated that movie. Say, well, so many people did. <laughs> so many. As I mentioned before. Film critics are sometimes right and film critics that's are right. sometimes wrong. So, that's right.
0: <laughs> we all have our different opinions that, and that's exactly that's what it is. It's our opinion. So, don't pay any attention to film critics cuz <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about.
2: <laughs> or pick ones or pick film critics that you usually agree with and then you, you won't be, an, be angry most of the time. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you one one more well, I'm going to ask you both one more question. I'm going to ask you if there's anything else you'd like to add about Hugh Jackman but uh, before you uh, tell me the answer to that, uh, it's time for um, brief messages from two loyal listeners.
5: Hi, comedian Nancy Lombardo here, host of Comedy Concepts, Blog Talk Radio. And when I need my movie fix, you'll know where I'll be found. That's right, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Listening to Betty Jo
1: Tucker on Movie
5: Attic Headquarters Blog Talk Radio. Show me the funny, Betty. Show me the funny.
4: You're listening to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker. She's the real deal in what's happening on film. And if you're not real careful, you might hear the confessions of a movie addict. So get your popcorn and stay right there in your seat for Movie Addict Headquarters. And now, back to our feature.
2: Thanks so much, Nancy and Steve, for those fun promos. And dear listeners, be sure to check out Nancy's very funny comedy concept show here on Blog Talk Radio each Monday and Friday morning at 10:30 Eastern Time. I'm hooked on that show. Another entertaining show you should check out is the Mom and Pop Shop Radio Show, hosted by Mr. Showbiz himself, George Bettinger. It airs over there on Dreamstream Radio every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And don't forget about all the diverse shows on the Wacko Network here on Blog Talk Radio. There's something for everyone in the Wacko wheelhouse. And now, James, is there anything else that you would like to add about Hugh
0: Jackman? Yeah. Yes, I would like to meet him in person and interview him. Uh, like, uh, uh, what's your name, dear? Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> Lucky <laughs> Diana. <laughs> She's sitting well, you want here like, right beside me. I want an interview with Hugh Jackman because. He's one of my favorites, actually, Betty Jo. I just wanted you to know that. I'm not saying that because you are in love with him. However, However, you are a traitor because you formerly liked uh, Johnny Depp. Now you've switched. Well, he's (laughs) in the running still.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The jury is is out on that.
2: How about you, Diana? Anything else you'd like to add?
3: Uh, No, I think I said it all. Thanks, Betty Jo, for inviting us here.
2: Well, it's always a pleasure. It's so much fun when, when both of you are here, and you've been <laughs> terrific guests again again today. But I'm sorry to say that our time is almost up. So here's a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support, and to Hugh Jackman for the pleasure he's given us with his films and performances And special thanks to James Cold Harrison, Diana Sanger, Jazz Shaw, Faust Rodriguez, Nikki Starr, my uh, producer extraordinaire, Nancy Lombardo, who's been uh, in the chat room, and we really appreciate her participation, and Diane, who called in, and to all our listeners. We hope everyone enjoyed the show. I know I sure did. Please come back next time for another lively discussion about movies, and in the meantime, check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L RealTalkReviews.com That's all for now folks Here's the talented A.J. Daniels To take us out with a song Dedicated to all our listeners And today also to The wonderful Mr. Hugh Jackman